0: asking God for strength to accomplish his will Uh, and we are continuing in our ask series today Uh, we want to do the will of God in our lives amen I don't know anybody here that says you know what I came here today and I really don't want to do God's will I'm just I'm just here wasting time we're all here because we want to accomplish God's will in our life and then the first Sunday amen, we ask God to show us his glory we know that if we want to see god's glory we have to have his presence Amen. we have to be in his presence on a regular basis it can't be just a once in a, a a week type thing we want to be in his presence uh on a regular basis and so uh we just ask for his glory and and as we get closer to him Amen, he wants to reveal himself and show himself to us and this week we're going to be asking god for his vision Um. I don't know about you, but I need to see more than just the natural. I need to see more than just reality. We need to see what He sees. Amen? And the Scripture says if we ask according to His will, the Scripture says that we will receive what we ask for. Amen? If you would, turn with me to 1 John chapter 5, and we're going to look at Two verses before you're seated. First John chapter 5, and we will read verses 14 and 15 together. Amen. Sometimes you just listen to me read. I, I hope that you will read this with me because this is a we scripture. We have this confidence. I want you to read this with me, all right, First John chapter 5, beginning at verse 14, and this is the confidence that we have in him. That if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we desired of him. See why I wanted you to read it with me? Amen. How many of you are glad that we can ask and we can receive what we desire? Amen. according to his will for our lives. Amen. Lord Jesus, thank you for your word. We pray, God, that you'd move into our hearts in a special way. Help us to respond to your word today, God, and to give you the praise and the glory for everything that you're going to do in our lives. In Jesus' name, everybody say amen. Amen. You may be seated. Thank you so much for worshiping and for standing with us. And uh, the Bible plainly declares that God wants to open our eyes. Uh, if we just ask and somebody uh, this week was, was telling me, you know, they said, I was looking for something and I could not find it. And I said, well, what's the, where was it? Did you, did you ever find it? And they said, yeah, it was. I was looking right at it. Anybody ever had that experience? I was looking right at it. And uh, there's times when, uh, you know, you're, you're looking for something and you, you can't find it, but it's right in front of you. And the old saying is, if it was a snake, it would have bit you, Right. Because you can be you can just overlook something. and the reason why they say that that it was a snake it would have bit you because snakes blend into their surroundings most of the time. And, and so it's sometimes we don't see them just by a casual glance. Last year in Costa Rica, we went to a, a nature preserve and uh, the, the guide that we were with had to point out some things because I, I didn't see it. But like he sees it, and it's this little tiny viper, right, and it's the most, one of the most poisonous snakes uh, in Costa Rica. And he's like, he's like, hey, look, this is, and he was naming the snake, and, and so we got to look, and we, we were looking, and, and it's literally, it's like eight feet away from us, you know, kind of curled up on a, on a branch, and I couldn't see it. It was orange, and I couldn't see it, you know what I'm saying? It was, it was bad, Right. My wife, she wasn't having that. She's like, you can look all you want. And she just kept on moving. And I was like, there's more up there. And she's like, um, I'm staying right here with you. So we, we have to be able to see even what our eyes cannot see. Jesus on earth never encountered a blind eye that he didn't open. And if we will ask him, he will open the eyes of our spiritual understanding, just like the scripture says. In fact, Romans chapter 1 And verse 19 and 20 in the New American Standard Bible says, Because that which is known about God is evident within them, for God made it evident to them. They knew it because God showed it to them. For since the creation of the world, everybody say, His invisible attributes. That's the ones that you can't see with the natural eye. His invisible attributes, His eternal power and divine nature, have been clearly seen. They've been clearly seen. Why? Because he enabled us to do so, being understood through what has been made so that they are without excuse. Look at your neighbor say, you have no excuse today. If you don't see, it's on you. There's no excuse. Ephesians 1:17 through 19 says that the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. The eyes of your understanding, the NASB, says the eyes of your heart being enlightened that ye may know what is the hope of his calling and the, what the riches of the glory of his inheritance to the saints and what is the exceeding greatness of his power to usward who believe according to the working of his mighty power it's saying once you have the eyes of your heart or the eyes of your understanding open you are going to see things you can't see in the natural you're going to see some things that your natural eyes are going to miss. It even talks about Amen, the riches of his glory, the exceeding greatness of his power to Word, who believe. Why? Because we can see it with eyes that are not just the natural eyes. This verse talks about the idea of, of immaterial eyes or the eyes of the heart and the heart. For most of you that are already aware of this, the heart is the seat of our understanding in Scripture. It's, it's kind of how we, we see things in the spiritual with the eyes of our understanding or the eyes of our heart. And so the inner person or the real us sees and knows things that are not identical with what the eyes of the body can see. There's something inside of us that sees things that the natural eye doesn't see. You ever heard somebody say, even a blind man can see it, right? And it's important that we have clarity and we see the things that God sees. We don't want to be spiritually blind when it comes to our spiritual understanding. We have people in our church that are here today, and they're, stri- they're, they're really struggling with some problems that they're having with their natural vision. And they will tell you, I've talked to them this week, life is complicated when you have sight issues. But eternal life is possible if you can see spiritually. And so it's important not so much to focus on the natural, but to focus on the spiritual seeing. There is spiritual seeing beyond our natural seeing. There is spiritual hearing through and beyond our natural hearing. There is spiritual discerning through and beyond your natural reasoning. And so I'm asking for God's vision. I want to see what He sees in my life. I want to see what God sees in my family. I want to see what God sees for my community. I want to see what God sees for my future. Amen. I want to see what He sees. I want his vision in my life. I don't want to be vision impaired spiritually. Man, here is what I believe is the real issue, and this is what most of us, we we really don't want to come to terms with, but it's important that we do. The reason that we do not see the glory of God is not that we lack the ability. It's not that we, you know, don't have that enablement and it's not that the glory of god is not shining the reason is what the bible calls blindness of heart ephesians four eighteen, and the king james says having the the understanding darkened being alienated from the life of god through the ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of their heart now i want you to notice that phrase and i never really I mean, I've read this verse so many times, never really jumped out to me that the the scripture says through the ignorance that is in them, it didn't say they're ignorant. It said there's ignorance in them. It's not a lack of access to knowledge, but it's a lack of desire to truly know God. It's not that, that they're without intelligence. They're not without intelligence or creativity. It's just that they choose to be blind to God's truth. And so there's ignorance in them because of the blindness of their heart. And we can either choose to see or not see the truth of God's word and his will. We can choose. It's our choice. He gives us revelation and he gives us understanding. And he brought light. John three nineteen. in the New American Standard says, this is the judgment that light has come into the world. And men love the darkness rather than the light for their deeds were evil. First Corinthians 2 14 King James says, but the natural man receiveth not the things of the spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. And some of us were wondering why we have such a struggle to see. It's because we're not choosing to look. It's because we're not going after the things of God like we should. We're letting other things satisfy. We're letting other things take the place of a godly vision in our life. And God wants to show us greater things than we could even imagine. He wants to blow our mind with what He is able to do through the exceeding greatness of His power. But we are so hooked, amen, on what we can see in the natural that we miss the spiritual. Amen. Our humanity, our flesh, the natural man, will choose darkness over light every time. Somebody say every time. Because it's easy. It's easy, you know. Uh, you know, I, I I have been in some dark places, some dark rooms, and then you come out, right, and the light, it's just, it almost hurts, right? You're just like, oh, man. And I'm one of those type people, and some people say it it's because I have green eyes, mother. Uh, some people say, uh, she says I have blue but I have green right yeah okay but some people (laughs) some people say it's people that have lighter eyes they're more sensitive to the Sun more sensitive to light and I I'm telling you right now within an hour of being out in the Sun and not having any protective eyewear my eyes literally hurt and some people are like that spiritually they can only stand about an hour of church a week because how it just oh it hurts it's true. I mean y'all can get mad at me, but it's true. We we don't we don't like the light. Our human flesh goes against the light. Oh, it's so uncomfortable because it exposes things that we don't want to be seen. And that's why Jesus said we must be born again because our natural man only wants to hang out in the dark. And Jesus came to bring us light. He came to open up our eyes. So we've got to be born again. Amen. Of the water, like Jesus said, baptized in the name of Jesus and of the Spirit receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost. And God... God will fill us with His Spirit, and we will be born again, and we will be given spiritual vision to see the things that God wants us to see. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. If we are filled with God's Spirit, we can have not just natural vision, but we can have His vision. We can have spiritual vision and spiritually discern the things that are not seen in the natural. Amen. We can look down where once we saw a log and we can see the snake perched on the log. (laughs) Because we know what we're looking for now. We understand what's going on. We understand that there's more to, than what we see. And you know, some of us were just walking through life as I was walking through that nature preserve, thinking, I can't wait till this is done. You know, it's going to be, just, you know, some people just really enjoy that. It was one of those things I did, but it wasn't something that my wife, she didn't wear the right shoes, so she wasn't really enjoying it, so I wasn't really enjoying it. Anybody know what I'm talking about? just telling you the truth here, just being honest.
1: And I was just thinking, oh, this
0: is nice. And we saw, uh, we heard the howler monkeys, and we heard. I mean, we were. It was kind of creepy at places, but but I wasn't really looking for things like the guide was looking for things. And he knew where to look for things. He he kind of understood the lay of the land because he had had a little bit different uh aspect and perspective in his vision. And some of us we need to get. To the, to the scripture. We need to get to the word of God and we need to let the spirit of God lead us and guide us and give us a clue as to what's going on around us. We've got to choose not to harden our hearts and turn away from the truth and the light that God brings into our lives. Because if we do, it's the ignorance that is in us. Because of the blindness of our heart, we blind ourselves to what God wants us to see. Not that God doesn't want to show us great and awesome things. It's not that we don't have the ability. It's that we choose to shut off that part of us. I want you to tell your neighbor this. I want you to tell him, say, I want you to see what God sees. Come on, tell him, say, I want you to see what He sees. Job forty-two. Verse 5, Job said, My ears had heard of you, but now my eyes have seen you. Did Job actually physically, literally see God? No. But through everything that Job went through at first he had heard about how God was and he he had a a general understanding but once he got to the other side he said I had heard about you but now I have seen you sometimes when you go through things you're like God uh, where are you and you just can't see it but he's with you amen and he's never leaving you and he's not going away from you and there's times when your reality gets so blinding that you can't even realize that God is right there with you but Job said I had heard about you I had kind of a general understanding, but I've been through some stuff now. And now I've seen you, God. Psalm 119 and verse 18, the psalmist prayed, Open my eyes that I may see wonderful things in your law. I want to see the things that you want me to see, God. And I would ask this question, what are you focused on? What are you focused on? Have you set your eyes to see how big the giant is or how great is our God? Are you looking at the the height of the giant or are you looking at how great is my God? You know, David came out to face Goliath and he said, you come at me. And he realized the size and the, the, the mass of Goliath that was coming at him. And he said, you come at me, but I come to you. And we have to understand whose name we, we represent. We've got to understand the God, amen, that has promised that we will be able to see, amen, things that others cannot see because he wants to enable us. He wants to enlighten us. He wants to give us revelation and understanding and spiritual discerning. But what are you focused on? There, were, there was a study done in 1999 that Harvard scientists did, and they, they first noted that our brains have this ability to ignore images and actions while they're focused on something else. In fact, to test their theory, the scientists told students to watch the basketball game uh, that was going on and they said we want you to pay attention to how many how many times the white team passes the ball. This is this is fact you can look it up can fact check me. Uh, But during this this game where they were having these these students watch how many team how many times the white team passed the ball. During this game, a man in a gorilla costume came onto the court and beat his chest. But only half the students saw the man in the gorilla costume come out and beat his chest. And the scientists called it the condition of in unintentional blindness, which basically means your brain is concentrating so hard that it fails to see other things that might be occurring. Do you know that it happens spiritually? We, we get so locked into certain things and we get so locked into our problems and to the issues and to the matters at hand and to broken relationships and and, and disappointments in our life and we get so focused on the wrong things and, and all the while, amen, God is doing incredible things all around us and all we can see is the negative. All we can see is the bad and the disappointing and God says, but I've got so much more I want you to see. Amen, I've got so much more. I want to open your eyes. to today hallelujah hallelujah in 2nd Corinthians 418 this is what it says so we fix our eyes this is what we focus we fix our eyes not on what is seen but on what is unseen for what is seen is temporary but what is unseen is eternal amen sometimes we miss it sometimes we just don't get it but there is an eye-opening experience that can be had today Amen. There was an eye-opening experience in Scripture, and that that pun is intended. Uh, But it's found in 2 Kings chapter 6. And we read about uh, Elisha and the servant of Elisha, and and, and we're going to kind of apply what we've already talked about in the next few minutes from this topic here. I want you to notice that the, the, the man of God, Elisha, and his servant were being hunted. Okay, they were in Dothan, the king of Syria had amassed this uh, large army and he was, they was, they were raiding uh, the children of Israel and they, they couldn't figure out why their raids kept messing up and, and, and they kept being, you know, met with so much resistance. And so the king of Syria said, you know, who is the spy? Who is telling, uh, you know, the, the king of Israel, who's telling the army how to be prepared for our raids? And his his army and his his people told him said it's it's not any one of us it's the man of God Elisha that keeps telling uh, the king of Israel where you're going to raid and and so uh, they decided they were going to go after him so they they went out to to catch Elisha. They were going to capture Elisha and bring him back so he couldn't give the reports to the king of Israel. And this is what happened. This is found in 2 Kings chapter 6, beginning at verse 15. And when the servant of the man of God was risen early there in Dothan and gone forth, behold, an host come past the city both with horses and chariots. And his servant said unto him, Alas, my master, how shall we do? and he answered fear not for they that be with us are more than they that be with them and i'm sure that the servant thought elisha had lost his mind because he's looking out and all he sees is reality all he sees is there's a mighty host that has come to take us elijah today we're going to die we we realize that they're they're going to they'll They'll raise this place. They'll burn it to the ground and they will take us out of here and this is, this is it. We've come to the end. How shall we do, man of God? And the man of God says, don't be afraid. Fear not. There's more with us than are with them. Really? Are, are you sure? What, what did you eat this morning, you know? How long have you been up? Have you had your coffee yet? Right? Because in the natural what looked like a certain demise was not what was going on in the spiritual realm. And so Elisha prayed and he said, Lord, I pray thee, open his eyes that he may see. And the Lord opened the eyes of the young man, and he saw, and behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire round about Elisha. And and just to make the story. Go, go quickly so that you understand. Basically, they captured the whole host that had come to get them. They took them to the capital of Israel. They fed them lunch, and then they let them go. And the scripture says they quit raiding Israel. Why? Because there were more That the servant couldn't see and I want to just tell you, some of you in here, you are looking at reality and you are looking at what is coming down the pipe at you and and you're worried because you say, I don't see how I'm going to beat this disease I don't see how we're going to get out of this financially, I don't see how this marriage is going to work I don't see how my child is going to come back to God, but you have to understand, you cannot just see with natural eyes you've got to look beyond the natural and you've got to begin to see with God's vision, come on somebody, there's a mighty host, there's a greater God than your problem, there's a greater God than your situation, you don't have to be bound by natural vision. <laughs> Hallelujah. <clears throat> Elisha says don't be afraid and I came to tell somebody in this house today, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. You just been looking through your natural eyes for too long. And I'm telling you, don't be afraid. I don't know how it's going to happen, but he's going to do it. I'm going to see a victory. I'm going to see it because the battle belongs to him. Hallelujah. So today I'm asking God to open your eyes so that you will be able to see that your spiritual awakening will happen today, that your, your understanding, the eyes of your heart will be opened. We used to sing it. Maybe they'll sing it today for altar. I don't know, but uh, we used to sing that song, Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. I want to see you. Open the eyes of my heart. God, I I don't want to be blind to what you're doing in my life. I don't want to miss the things that you have for me and for my family, for my church, for my community. God, I want to see. Tell your neighbors, say, I want to see. Come on, tell them, say, I want to see. You can see if you want to. You can see if you want to. Come on, tell them. You tell them back. Say, you can see if you want to. I want you to have God's vision. I want you to see God's way. Amen. I don't want you to miss the victory. I want you to see who is on our side. I pray for you to lose the tunnel vision that has you locked into your reality today, but misses the supernatural in your life. I'm praying that God would release you to see what you can see in the spiritual realm. We need to have vision beyond what we see right now. Because right now we're locked into to the, the problem. Right now we're locked into the issue. We're, we're, we're locked into our natural man, our thinking that, that is not pleasing God. And the scripture says that, that it's, it's at war. Our, our flesh and our spirit, they're at war with one another. How many of you have ever, you said, I want to do the right thing, but your flesh is like, no. Amen. You, you want to do the right thing. You want to you be who God wants you to be, but then you have to get up on Monday morning. Amen. You have to face those things, and you have to be ready, amen, for what God wants to do. Because we don't all wake up on cloud nine. Amen. We wake up, and I don't know about you, but I'm just as I close here today, my vision gets blurry when I wake up. Anybody else have blurry vision when you wake up? Oh man, I'm telling you, some days, like I'm looking and I'm I'm trying to read my my Bible right off my phone. And I've just go ahead and press play because I can't see the words and it's reading to me and I'm like, is that really what it says? And I'm, I'm trying to wake up so I, I, gotta get up, you know, and I gotta get moving and I, I've gotta splash some water on my face and I gotta get all the sleep out of my eyes because I can't see clearly until I take care of what's going on with my vision. And some of us here, your 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 natural vision may be 20-20, but your spiritual vision is not. You may have great eyes. You may not have to be like uh, us losers who have to wear glasses all the time, but you, you just can't see spiritually.
1: I said us. Yeah, I know.
0: We've got to clean our glasses all the time. The first pair of glasses that I had, you guys all know the story. My wife made me go because I was having trouble reading my notes uh, after I turned 40 and she's like you know you need to go get your eyes checked and I was like really I've had good sight my whole life she's like no really you need to just get your eyes checked you know they say after 40 like, really rub it in now so after 40 I went got my eyes checked and lo and behold they said yeah you you do need glasses especially when you're reading especially when you're doing stuff off of a screen and so I got glasses. My first pair of glasses, uh, you guys remember, it was awkward. And I don't know what happened, but but there was something that scratched the lens. I wasn't supposed to be able to be scratched, but it was. And it was right in my vision field. Has anybody ever had that happen? anybody with glasses, you know what i you know exactly what I'm talking about. Do you know every time I put on those glasses, that was all I could see. Like, I would look right. I was like, I just kept looking at that thing. And I thought, I'm going to mess my eyes up looking at that stupid scratch. How I many of you have done that? You know what I'm talking about. And you're like, that's all I can focus on. And you, like, you rub it out. You're trying to buff it and trying to make it. And it's just not going away. So what I had to do, I know you all are going to be, this is so profound. It's so what I had to do. I had to go get a new pair of glasses so that I could see without being obstructed in my vision. And some of us here today, what we need to do is we need to take off the old glasses that are scratched up. They're causing us to focus on the wrong thing. We need to say, God fit me with a new pair of vision glasses today, that I'll have spiritual understanding, that I'll have spiritual awakening, that I'll be able to see. When was the last time you had your vision checked? Brother Dummit, Elder it He went in Friday. How many of you have noticed he's been wearing glasses? Yeah, he's he's worn contacts for 40, 40, 45 years, 49 years. That's how long he's been wearing, because he doesn't like glasses because they're too thick, and and, and you understand. But he's been wearing contacts for so long, they said, in order to get this corrected procedure that you need done on your eyes. You're going to have to wear glasses for three weeks. So he's been hating it, but he's been wearing his glasses. And I can tell you, he's not as sharp with these glasses. He can't see things as closely as he wants to see with these glasses. But he went in Friday, and he had this checkup, and they said, we need you to wear your glasses for two more weeks because you've had your contacts in for so long. Now, I know some of you are thinking, well, that's just, that's just you. That's just your family. That's just what's going on. Some of us, our, our vision has actually changed, and we don't realize it. Spiritually, we can't see what we need to see. And so sometimes God allows us to go through things uh, that humble us and bring us to the place where we say, God, I'm not seeing like I want to see. So whatever I got to do, amen, whatever I need to do, God, I want to see what you see for my life. Would you stand with me? If you lost some vision, if you have lost some peripheral vision and things are blurry, things are unclear, maybe there's confusion or vertigo that has started to set in spiritually for you, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. I know that it's, and I say vertigo because you you know what happens with vertigo. You, You don't have your balance. When you can't see clearly, it's hard to balance. In fact, the first two weeks that you get a new pair, right? Anybody know what I'm talking about? You get that new prescription, you put them on, you're just like, <laughs> takes a little while to get adjusted. And, and, you know, my first two weeks, I felt like the world was spinning. It's like, wow. Can I just tell you that vertigo sets in when our sight is messed up? We're out of balance. The People around us know it. We might even know it ourselves, but we, we can't do anything about it. And so what we need is we need God to touch our vision, to give us balance, to bring stability back into our spiritual lives. That's what some of us do. Some of us, some of us we, we love God and we're, we're we're trying to live for God, but we're just out of balance. And a lot of it has to do with what we're seeing spiritually. And what God wants to do in this house today is he wants to bring stability back into your spiritual uh, revelation, to your spiritual life, to your understanding, to have your eyes opened again to see what he has for you. There are people in this house today, you're dealing with hardness of heart, you've turned away from the truth, you've turned away from the light that God brought into your life. Why not start today and turn back to him and ask him to forgive you? Why not start with, with repentance and just genuinely saying, God, I've allowed my heart to get hard. I, I, I've, I've allowed things to come in that turned me away from your truth and your light and what you were revealing to me. But today I'm turning back to you, God. Would you remind me again of those things that you're dealing with my life about? I, I'll, I'll turn those things over to you. I'll trust you today, and God, I'll move forward from this place start turning back to God right now and then I want us to do this as, as we close today. I'm going to open up this altar, but I really want us to do this, and this is going to be a little different than what we normally do, but I want us, after we have prayed for our vision, I want us to find somebody else to pray for. Because if you notice in the Scripture, the man of God had to pray for the servant. The servant, naturally, on his own, could not see, and so he needed prayer that he would be able to see so I want us to, to to act in that role today and I want us after we have prayed that God would touch our vision then find somebody and I want you to go to them I want you just to gently lay a hand on them if it's appropriate and I want you to say God would you let them see what you want them to see in their life would you bring back spiritual vision to them and if you are here today and you've not been born again today's your day You can be born again. We have water ready. You can be baptized in Jesus' name. God wants to fill you with His Spirit. Today is your day. Amen. You can have spiritual vision when you leave this place. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, I pray for each and every one. God, that you would open the eyes of our vision and understanding to you today. That we would spiritually be able to see what you have us to see. And God, that we would look through your vision, look through your eyes and not our own. And God, we will give you glory for what you're going to do in this house. In Jesus' name, this altar's open. Come on.